0: It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Julia Benben with the Chameleon Pen Campaigns and Company. Julia, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hey, it's really wonderful to be here.
0: So I always love and enjoy, and I know the audience does as well, speaking to campaign creators that have done multiple campaigns. So you guys are about to launch your fourth campaign, and likely when this episode airs, it'll be live uh, on May the 7th, launching the Chameleon Pen campaign for the Fine Liner, which is, you know, I guess a little bit of a broader product uh, in terms of the category that you're going to be launching in. So I know the first project back in 2014, I think that you... Launched, uh, and I've done sub- subsequent campaigns thereafter. And now, this being the fourth campaign, let's talk about from the beginning. Where does this all start? Let's talk about the journey that you've taken to get here.
1: Sure. Yeah, it was it was an interesting journey because I think I mentioned to you I, I started actually getting interested in the Kickstarter platform back in 2014, and I just I thought it was a really innovative way to launch products. Before that. Uh, we had launched most of our products through direct response television we had done before through a lot of television home shopping channels. And this just looked like a, um, a whole new way to be able to launch new innovation. So we had come up with, a, well, uh, Terry Bolton, a friend of ours, had come up with this amazing concept to be able to get multiple color tones out of one pen. So we always believed that You know, a marker pen could have so many more colors than just one solid color that's coming out of the pen. So we launched, uh, well, previewed in early 2014 Chameleon pens, which was a permanent alcohol ink pen that you can actually adjust the color tone of the ink. That means like one pen can give you multiple color tones. You don't need a ton of pens to create really good artwork. And um, we, we previewed and launched it in early 2014 with 20 colors. And we took it out to a lot of artists and colorists. Coloring was really hot then. Um, everybody had a coloring book and wanted to be able to have some great pens for it. So it was really timely. Um, everybody loved the system, but they wanted more colors. So it was like, okay... Uh, went back to the management team and said, hey, we need more colors. And they said, you know what, it's, um, it's going to be really expensive for us to do right now. We've got to formulate all the inks. We've got to do all the different foils. It's going to cost a lot of money. And that's when I said, hey, why don't we try Kickstarter and see if the community will help us out. In creating more colors for our system. So that was our first campaign. I think it actually we launched it in 2015 by that point. And we already had an established system. But the innovation that we were working towards was having the community help us fund 30 new colors so that we could have a real complete palette, like more skin tones and gray tones and those sorts of things for artists to give us a 50 color palette. And then, with all the different color tones you can get, you can get hundreds and hundreds of different color tones out of that 150 system. And it blew us away. I think it was funded in like two days, something crazy like that. So, we had amazing responses from that.
0: Yeah, clearly. Yeah. After four campaigns, then you guys have done over a half a million dollars in just crowdfunding capital. So let's talk about the, the new campaign, the Chameleon Fine Liner. What inspired you to create this product line now?
1: Well, um, the Chameleon Pen is a, is a patented system. So what we work with is, is a, a very highly engineered tip-to-tip color blending system that infuses color. So whether it's a permanent alcohol ink on a, a, a brush tip for artists or a uh, a Japanese nib that works for writing, we can use a system for multiple disciplines, basically. So we asked a lot of the Kickstarter community in a survey, what other products would you like to see from us? And one of the key things, I mean, they gave us a lot of great product development ideas, but one of them was a fine line writing pen. And we kind of always had that in our mind to do, but due to the response of folks, we brought it forward and it actually is highly technical when you see the videos it took it's taken us over two years to develop the system because it's it's basically taking our core system and engineering it down to a, a like a much smaller refined ergonomic elegant system that that is a writing pen but when you actually switch the caps it's a dual link system it's very cool there's ink in the cap and there's ink in the pen so you can actually blend colors just by swapping up the caps so we just knew that we had such a great response from people with being a, a, a product for people who are artsy and you know into arts and crafts and, and um, coloring. That by adding that additional fine line writing, it really kind of encompassed everybody because pretty much everybody loves pens. And um, you know now you've got a pen that can write like an ordinary pen, but you can write in rainbows of colors, and it's just it's addictive. Once you start coloring with it, it's really neat.
0: Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, you know, when you guys were creating these pens, what was that process like? I mean, there's a ton of engineering and design and work that goes into this. How did you go about deciding what features to include, what designs, what colors, all of that? Was it based on solely the community feedback or the engineering capabilities that you had at this time?
1: Well, it it was a combination of a lot of things. When when you're developing a product, you know, you look at the core product that you've got now. So we had a a nice, in terms of colors, we had a nice 50 color palette that that we felt was good. Obviously, a lot of skin tones or gray tones weren't really needed for a writing pen. Um, So we tried to follow along the, the a lot of the core palette that we had that we developed that everybody loved. And then obviously, you have to take a look at your competition. That's Really important is what are all the other fine line pens out there? Because there's a there's a lot of fine liner pens out there, and different values, different qua- you know qualities of pen, but all of them basically do one thing. So we knew that our pen could do so much more by this whole patented innovation of color blending, this, the the dual ink system that's in it. So. So, taking a look at that and seeing certain things like, okay, do you want a pen that's ergonomic? Do you want a pen that doesn't roll off the countertop? Um, How should it feel in your hand? So, we tried, and you'll see on our campaign, and as we develop, you you know, we tried, do we want a glossy foil on it? How does that feel? What, what feels better? A matte foil. And then, you know, pricing, you know, how is this going to price? related to what's out on the market because you know it may be great that it can do something really cool but people aren't going to want to pay a huge premium for uh, a pen that blends so it's finding that balance in you know costing as you're developing it you know not to make a Cadillac and make something that is really cool and innovative um, and disruptive to the to the category but at a price point that people will be like you know what I'll pay a a, a bit of a premium for something like that because nothing else there in the market does what this can do.
0: Exactly. So in running now, this being your fourth campaign upcoming, talk about the preparation and how you've changed campaign to campaign in terms of preparing for the lead up of the campaign, building a community, getting engagement and more of your holistic marketing approach now as compared to when you first launched.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's changed so much over the past, what's that, five years now. Initially, you know, we were very focused when we first launched the product on in 2014 on building a Facebook community, which we, with Nick Watt and our director of marketing, a tremendous job that was done, basically hit, um, I think somewhere close to half a million followers. Now that was back when followers were relevant. <laughs> but, um, you know, we really got some great traction and then we started a community newsletter, which we really wanted to, to to give a lot of free content, a lot of tips about the product. So this allowed us to start building um, a community and, and a list of people. So our first campaign, we basically went out there, we went to our community, we posted on Facebook, and then we did some Facebook ads. And we did this all internally. Our director of design, Doug Homer, just. Dist- I mean, the the graphics he creates are unbelievable. So it really was eye-popping and people got interested and they clicked on it and we were very lucky that, that Kickstarter featured our product. In fact, I think every one of our campaigns, Touchwood, has been really well received by the Kickstarter community, but also Kickstarter as projects we love, which has been really helpful for us too. But the, the second campaign, we were a little bit more buttoned up. We had been through it once before and we kind of knew what to expect and, and we, We basically kept building the list and then we had the base community that we already created, which I think was about 1500 backers after our first campaign. And then that really helped fuel between the emails that we had from the creative community, our social media, some paid advertising and our existing community on Kickstarter. It really shot out of the gate. I think we were funded within the first day and hit numbers we were never expecting which you know you're constantly trying to keep up with the campaign which just it's a lot of work and then on top of that you got to figure where you're you're trying to run an everyday business so <laughs> it was it was a lot of work i will say we had a lot of people come out of the woodwork and want to offer us you know a lot of things for percentages of the campaigns which which can be helpful but i think you really have to do a lot of due diligence on that And so that's one thing i definitely recommend if you're looking for outside help to do a lot, of, a lot of good due diligence. The third campaign we did was for kids, which is not as, it was not as big, but we really had a lot of the Kickstarter people want the same product for kids. They're like, my kids keep wanting to take my pens. So do you have something for kids? And um, we did. So that's where we created the Kickstarter for the Chameleon Pens for Kids, which was really, again, for kids' product was quite successful. And we got a project, you know, that Kickstarter love too. So it's evolved as we've gone along. We've, we've kind of gone, had some outside help here and there. The gadget flow has been great for us as well. And then uh, we, this campaign have just, our business has leveled up so much that we knew we could not take care of this in-house and we needed some outside help. So we actually decided to go to Adventist Partners.
0: Yeah, we're obviously really excited about this upcoming launch with you guys. And one of the interesting things you brought up is the continued communication with the community that you've built and all of these yeah. backers. So how have you gone about dealing with feedback, customer experiences, now delivering product and getting feedback and then managing Promoting new campaigns or new products, as well as working on the manufacturing side of that. How are you guys juggling all those balls?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a great team. Um, I mean, and it's grown over the years, definitely. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing is to to try and understand the community from the get go. So I get so many people when they hear you've done like three kickstarters that are successful at some, and all of them really successful. They, we didn't really realize it's a bit of a unicorn. So they're, they're like, how do you do it? Like, can I kickstart my product? And I always tell people, you've got to go and do the research. You have to understand the community back products. We've backed like 16 or something projects. We're part of the community. So you have to understand what it's like to be a backer and go through the ups and downs of, you know, of development, this isn't buying something off of Amazon and having next day shipping. So this is the community that a true Kickstarter community comes from is that people are wanting to be conscious consumers, and they're wanting to support and to to help you make the project come to life. So... Everything from the language, as you're talking to people, you know, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a reward. It's not, you know, a product. It's they're backing, they're not necessarily buying. So it's, it comes to starting with making sure you understand the community and then keeping up and listening to them. The, I mean, I know our first campaign, like, you don't, we didn't get a lot of sleep. It was you. You have to be there and respond immediately, and be engaged, and answer. Be there to answer the questions. We now have customer service folks across the world, so we have a, an office in the UK that will be able to deal with uh, you know answers early in the morning, where the the folks in the US can deal with answers later in the day. So it, it's close to around the clock that we can answer people. But you, you've got to listen to the customers. You've got to. Um, you have to really. Uh, just, you know, hear what they're saying and respond to them. And sometimes it's not good. So <laughs> you, you, you really have to um, temper that as well. Sometimes people want a lot and you have to be mindful, you know, of the community as you're, as you're answering.
0: Absolutely. So with this being your fourth Kickstarter project, you guys have just this wealth of experience crowdfunding awesome products. What tip would you give for someone looking to do their first crowdfunding product?
1: Oh, I would one hundred percent say research, research, research. That is, you have to take the time to first make sure. Obviously, when you're in it, and I've dealt with over the years a lot of inventors. You have to make sure that your product is relevant and that you can make it at the price point you think you can make it at, and that there is a there's a definite need for it. So it has to start at the project, the product level, and then then you know. Are there other campaigns that have done this before, and you know, were they successful? And then, you know, basically, it's a matter of um, an addition to, to research and knowing. Like you would, you would not want to build build a campaign and not know whether you can make this. So you, you have to be very buttoned up before you go in, knowing exactly where you should be. Prototyping, making sure that you've got something that can be produced at the price that you think it can be produced at um, that you're offering for, and then you you can't just show up that day and say, okay, push the button. We're ready to go. It, it takes, I mean, I, it does take, it takes months of time to be able to develop a campaign that will be successful between the product, the video, the pre-marketing, you know, it all depends on the budget. If you don't have a lot of a budget, sometimes it's just a matter of doing as much free work, like reaching out to people, Over and over, like if it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and telling them, like that's just legwork. If you don't have the money to do it, say, you know, by doing a Facebook ad out of the gate. So, yeah, I would definitely say a lot of research and be buttoned up and make sure that you've got some pre existing list or awareness so that when the button goes and pushes, you've got a fighting chance out of the gate rather than just thinking you can show up to the platform and suddenly people are going to fund you, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not a, uh, if you build it, they will come, right?
1: No, (laughs) no, no, it's not. But, um, you know, the thing is, is just really making sure that that you've got those lists and you've got those people ahead of time and and do the best you can for the the budget that you have.
0: Absolutely. Well, Julia, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. Are you good to go? Sure. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur?
1: It's just all I've ever known. I, I, I think, and I know I've heard other entrepreneurs say this, but I'm, I'm really not good with having a boss and I have a specific way I like things to be done. So, so I found that's usually easier just, you know, to, uh, to do it yourself. And that, that's an entrepreneurial kind of spirit. But then obviously, yeah, you've got to get people behind to help you. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not a great employee.
0: Fair enough. So if you could meet any entrepreneur throughout history, who would you want to draw pictures
1: with? Oh, I you know what I'd I'd have to say Oprah Winfrey because she she's just blows my mind how far she's come.
0: What would be your first question for Oprah?
1: How does she How does she keep focused with all those things on the go? I mean, that's incredible.
0: Talking about juggling a lot of balls, I'm sure she has a pretty good yeah. Time pretty good. yeah.
1: <laughs> Definitely.
0: Uh, any books you would recommend to our listeners?
1: Uh, that's a tough one. I love a lot of them, but. Um, thinking about it, I'd probably say Blue Ocean Strategy is probably one of my favorites.
0: Yep, that's a good read. Uh, what's your favorite color chameleon pen?
1: Oh, um, YG3, the uh, spring meadow green.
0: Beautiful. Last question. What does the future of crowdfunding look like?
1: You know, it's that's an acropos question. It's a 10-year anniversary today for Kickstarter. It is. It is. So... Um, and you know i we have this we haven't done a project in 2 years so i've been told that there's a lot has changed in the last 2 years so i'm excited to see that what i'd like to see for the future is really having the platform being taken you know wider spread having more people understanding about it and every time we do a campaign and pull in you know carol the colorists you know from iowa who's never seen what kickstarters about I think we as, as campaign people who run campaigns can, can help create a broader awareness of what Kickstarter is about and, and hopefully, you know, make it more of a mainstream platform that people know, hey, I can go to Kickstarter and I can get stuff that I can't get anywhere else. And it's really innovative. And, um, yeah, that's it's not an Amazon. They know there's more product awareness and, and so that it can make it grow.
0: Absolutely. It's amazing that there's only been 16 million people that have backed a campaign.
1: I know. And, and the thing is, is there's just so, so many great ideas that are out there that it's just obviously trying to get more people to know about it and making sure that more. Um, and I look at it as responsibility who's, who have created products or uh, uh, projects on Kickstarter is making sure that we educate more of the people who are creating projects so that there are more successful projects and happy backers, you know, not, not feeling that they've been taken advantage of. And-
0: Absolutely. And- Well, Julia, this has been awesome. Please give our audience your pitch. Tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check out Chameleon Pens.
1: Awesome. Well, um, if you want to see what all our products are about, you can go to chameleonartproducts.com or just Google Chameleon Pens. The new product we've got coming out on Kickstarter on May 7th is the Chameleon Fine Line Pens. And it's a writing pen that contains ink in the cap as well as ink in the body of the pen. And if you want to create an amazing rainbow blend, you just hop the top and you basically can blend color on the fly. It's just incredible. You can see how it works on our site and you'll see it on Kickstarter too. And we've got some amazing early bird specials. It's like, I think some of the stuff is almost 40% off or something like that on, on the early bird special. So definitely get in on that.
0: Awesome. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the show notes, the transcript, links to the campaign that we'll be launching, and everything else that we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. Julia, thank you so much for being on Art of the Kickstart today.
1: Thank you. It's been great.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you again next week.